Hey everybody, it's Pat Jones. I'm delighted to once again be joining you via the Superintendent Radio Network, bringing you a, a little oral version of my column for the October issue. This one's called Ding! You know, people ask me, they say, Pat, how do you think up all the new crap you write about every month? Well, I wish it was a reasoned process. I wish it was a rational system where I ranked the issues facing the industry, and I had a big chart that kind of listed them in terms of the, the potential threat to the industry, and I'd even have sort of names for the threat, like this one is DEFCON 5, or this one is Pucker Factor 9. And, and then I'd take that information, and I, I'd research it, and I'd write this well-constructed essay, and eventually blame the whole thing on Johnny Miller, Donald Trump, or the GCSAA. But no, it's not like that. Most of my columns are written at the last possible second because I'm busy with other stuff and I'll wait until I think of one tiny random little thing that I heard from somebody in the last month. It'll just be some little snippet of conversation and, and I'll rack my brain to go back and remember a month back and think, what was one little thing that I heard that really was evocative and said something important about the industry? And then I'll take that, I'll take those few little words and turn it into a column. So it's not really all that complex. I just wait for that little signal in my brain. And it kind of sounds like, you know, the, the sound that your microwave makes when your hot pocket is ready. Ding! There's a column. So this last month, I was getting ready to write this column, and I was racking my brain trying to think of those cool little things that I'd heard. And it suddenly occurred to me that my buddy, Darren Batiski, who many of you might know, uh, had said something to me during the Jacobson Dealers meeting that I attended. And it was a really cool thing, and I couldn't remember it, so I had to actually email Darren to send me the quote that I couldn't remember. And sure enough, he did. So here's the story. A couple of weeks ago, Darren and I and a whole bunch of people who were at the Jacobson Dealer meetings were waiting to get on a bus to go see the Carolina Panthers play football. Well, they, they said it was football. I can't really describe it as football because... Uh, you know, my expectations for that game were, were pretty low, and, and I got to say the Carolinas defense uh, delivered a pretty low expectation. They sucked. So anyway, we were standing in line, and, and I was more interested really in talking with all the Jacobson people, particularly David Withers, who's their new president and who's really energized that company. So as usual, I was schmoozing. But anyway, I'd been there, and I'd done some video interviews with Darren and Mark Clark, who many of you might know from Arizona, uh, just talking about this transition they were making from being superintendents to being Jacobson field reps. And, and, and I, I have to tell you, I've, I've been kind of impressed with what I've seen from Jacobson in the past year. Uh, it's no big secret in the industry that they had a lot of nagging issues, supply chain problems, you know, problems with their dealers not feeling appreciated, you know, really a, a lot of small issues that seem to hold them back from their previous glory days. But anyway, I, I think they're fixing a lot of that stuff. And part of that is that they've been hiring superintendents to be field tech reps and really get out and work with customers and distributors. After all the head scratching, it's good to see Jacobson engaged and, and sort of have their warp engines going. And, and, you know, with all due respect with the boys that put the green equipment out there and the boys who put the red equipment out there, it's good to have all three of them energized. It pushes the market. It pushes their development. It makes everybody better. So I'm not just talking about Jacobson here. I'm talking about it's good for the market. So anyway, I'd interviewed Darren and Mark and the field guys about this 
making a jump. And and what the most interesting thing about making this transition was, and, and surprise, it was that they didn't have to wake up every single day obsessing about the weather. It was, God, listening to him talk, it was they got all teary-eyed about it, that they didn't constantly have to be looking at their phone or their computer or listening to the weather channel. And, and honestly, it, it was like they were in some sort of turf nirvana, that they didn't have to think about the weather all day long. So that was the big takeaway. But the second thing was, you know, how this transition impacted their family lives. And the, and the bottom line in talking to these guys was it's a different kind of work-life balance. And instead of all that time at the course, you've got travel. You've got windshield time, as we salespeople call it, to go around and visit customers and visit distributors. So you, you're sort of trading one set of evils for another. But Darren, and I think probably some of you know Darren from Pittsburgh. He was a very well-regarded superintendent in a a very important private club there. He had a bad summer. Thus, he's ended up uh, working for Jacobson now. But but he he and I were talking, and he threw out this quote. And it's kind of a variation on the old Will Rogers line that everybody talks about work-life balance, but nobody ever seems to do anything about it. And I thought, number one, that's an awesome line. And number two, I thought, ding, there's a column. But the interesting thing was, I didn't actually agree with Darren 100% that that we aren't making any progress in work-life balance. You know, it seems to me that, you know, I've been observing this for 25 years, and the days of, I can never leave the course in the summer, and I have to be there 24-7 during the season, have eased off a little bit. And where I see that, for example, is on Facebook. I see plenty of Yankee superintendents and their families taking a week off to go to the beach. I see plenty of Yankee superintendents who seem to be going to ball games and playing golf at other people's places and not feeling like they can never leave the course anymore. And, and I think that's really good. They're not killing themselves at work the way they used to. And at the very least, you know, and you see this on Facebook and you see this, you know, I hear this through conversations, it doesn't seem to be a stigma attached to at least admitting that you're leaving the course in the summertime. So what's accounted for this change? Why does there seem to be a movement towards a little more balance in the traditional uh, I can't do anything during the season kind of mentality? Well, for one thing, the boomer ethic that I think drove all that, that I have to be at the course all the time and I have to be 100% uh, there, has changed a little bit. You have Generation X Generation Y type superintendents who I I think are naturally inclined towards a little more balance in their life. Work, family, fun, education, volunteer work, all of those things are priorities. So work doesn't tend to dominate everything else quite as much. Um, The other thing that I think is very important is technology. You know, you can now manage from about anywhere. We, we can work remotely from anywhere thanks to smartphones, thanks to laptops. You can control your entire irrigation system in the palm of your hand. So it's a little easier to walk away and still feel connected. But the last thing, and I think this is, this is the only silver lining on an otherwise dark cloud is, so many of y'all have good, capable veteran assistant superintendents who've been there for years and simply can't find a superintendent job someplace else. They're stuck. So their dilemma becomes more of an opportunity for you to get away. You know you can trust them. They've been there, they can handle it. 
So it makes it a little more comfortable for y'all to walk away from the golf course at least for a few days or a week during the season and know that things aren't just going to blow up while you're gone. So is it true that, that you can lead a little more normal life because of this problem we have with too many assistants being stuck in the industry? I don't know. Love to hear from you about that. But the one thing I know is if it's not true, it ought to be. I'll just wrap this up by saying when I kind of played this whole story out to my wonderful, lovely girlfriend who listens to me talk about my work way too much, and, and I told her about how tough it is for, you know, historically for superintendents to get away just even for a, a few days in the summertime to decompress and relax and, and, and to spend some time with their family and most importantly with their wives or girlfriends or whichever female is putting up with them throughout the course of the year. My girlfriend said this, quote, well, you tell those guys one thing. They better remember, if mama's not happy, nobody's happy. Ding!